This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. These two weeks before we get into the season of Untangle Your Emotions, we're talking about the tie between get out of your head and untangle your emotions. We all know these are closely related things, our thoughts and our feelings. These are tightly knit. In fact, it's very hard to carve them apart and to treat them separately, yet they are very separate and they are very different how we are to respond to them. And I would just say, I think we've lumped them in together. We've acted like, well, we can control our thoughts and we can control our emotions. And I think that's a dangerous way to live, that if we are controlling, that means we are trying to stuff down and bring them into order when the reality is the very nature of an emotion is that you are feeling something that feels a little bit out of your control, sadness. Nobody wants to feel sad. If we could control that, we would never feel sad. And so these are different and how we approach them is different. So what I wanted to do in this last week before we head into this season is just to give you a little framework of how these things come together. And I just got off an interview with someone about the book. He's actually a neurosurgeon. And and he said, you know, I read Get Out of Your Head and I I loved it, but I think I like this book better. And I think probably the reason he said that is because he needed this book more. Get Out of Your Head was, it fit in his worldview and his thought life, controlling it. That, that made sense to him. That worked for him. But emotions and valuing them and knowing what to do with those, that wasn't exactly where he lived. He's a doctor. He's a thinker. He's... He's a person who literally saves lives and fixes problems. And so I think that's probably how all of you are going to feel. There's going to be one that really pushes you more because I think many of us are either thinkers or feelers. And so if you're naturally a feeler, this book is going to help you untangle and know how to feel in a way that honors God and to not let them take over your life, but to give them the proper place in your life. And if you're a thinker, then you probably need this book even more because it really is going to give you the value of feeling and why we were meant to feel. You are a feeler. All of us, we're all thinkers, we're all feelers. Maybe one of us or each of us has one we do more of, but at the end of the day, we are all both. And I I like to think of it as a muscle that you've got to use or you're going to lose it. So using your emotions in a healthy way and learning and relearning how to use them and what God wants for them using that muscle is going to grow your emotional maturity and your ability to connect more deeply with others. And so I think it's just important that we just start by not being too afraid of the things we feel. I think so much of the issue is that we have judged what we feel. And to do that today, before we even get started, I want to pull from Get Out of Your Head. And there's a part of the book around page 100 that I talk about the last 2%. And That is a phrase that I don't know where it originated, but I had heard it in my local church for years and years and years. And it's a phrase we we throw around a lot. What is your last 2%? Why don't you say that? Because in that 2%, the thing that you're scared to say out loud is a lot of times the thing that is binding us. And so I just thought it would be fun before we head into the season to say your last 2% when it comes to your emotions. What is the emotion you've been afraid to feel? What is that little 2% that's tucked away that you think is in a neat little box on the shelf or under the bed that you have stuck it there and you would like it to stay there? But for this moment, I want you to pull it off and I want you to dust it off and I want you to open it. And let's just look at it for a minute. What are you afraid to feel? What's the moment in your life that you never want to think about because it brings back so much pain? Because I'm going to tell you, as we journey over the next 
few weeks together. That box, it contains some of the best stuff. It can contain healing. It can contain vision. It can contain a deeper relationship with God and a deeper relationship with each other. All of that is possible by just not being afraid to face that 2%, that thing that you're so afraid to feel. Because as we feel it, God has plans for it and plans that he wants us to not miss. Because walking with him and facing the hardest things, we get set free. If I think about my life and and all my goals, when I which I don't do a lot, but I do every once in a while, probably once a year, twice a year, I'll stand back from everything we're doing and just say, what what's the point? What what are we doing and why are we doing it? And it's so crystal clear to me, my motivation every time. I want you to experience God and your life in fullness and freedom. I don't want you to miss God and I don't want you to miss your life. And so when I think about where I was and what I wanted so deeply for you when I was writing Get Out of Your Head and now in this new book, Untangle Your Emotions, what I wanted as I wrote for the last year and research for the last year and a half, I wanted your freedom. I wanted your joy. I wanted you to imagine these great conversations with your your friends and your family, being able to go to the deepest, hardest, and beautifulest places and the stories of the people you love and and not shy away from them. I pictured amazing prayers and worship with the Lord that felt whole and emotional and connected. I pictured you having the healthy kids and grandkids that want to be around you because you're life-giving and safe and and at home in yourself and at home with them. I actually think a lot about what I want for everybody is what I see in my older kids. They're grown now, two of them, and they're adults, and they're not perfect, but man, they're joyful, and they're not afraid, and they take risks, and they deeply connect with people, and they have dreams and hopes, and they like God, and they love God, and they like us, and they love us, and and they love days where they can get out in nature and and explore, and, and that's what I want for you. I want you to feel free. I want you to feel full, and I want you to live like that. And I think because I see so much good in them and I watched them their whole lives grow into that, I think a lot about what made them who they are, what made them free like that and take risks and, and love people and love God. And I would say, as I analyze that, like the greatest thing that made them that way is largely my husband, loving him unconditionally and just believing in him like crazy and seeing the best in them. And some of you are like, gosh, that wasn't me. I don't have it. I don't get that. But it is our God. Here's the funny thing is as God builds something beautiful from this, what he's building is a connection to you. We see this as if I pull on this thread, it's all tangled, it's all knotted. How is this ever going to work? The reality is like you pull on it and yes, things start to happen and you start to see other emotions that you didn't even know you felt. You start to possibly feel things that you don't want to feel. But as you pull them out, those places become the greatest parts of walking with God. And and those threads that feel like they're just tangling you all up and, and there's nothing good that can come from it, all of a sudden become these strings and these ropes that connect you to God. And I think we miss all that. I mean, to go back to get out of your head, we miss all that when we simply and only try to control our thoughts. We miss all that. So if you love to get out of your head and you're like, man, that just spoke to me and that's how I want to live and that's what I want to do, 
Good for you. That's true. We can do that. But it's stopping short of this deeper thing that those feelings might be wanting to tell us. And it's certainly wanting us to experience. Here at Made For This, we love Pro's hair care because it is truly custom and made to order. So switching to a custom routine from Pro's was one of the best things I've done for my hair and the results that I'm seeing just keep getting better. One of my biggest hair issues lately is I have blonde highlights and after a couple weeks, those blonde highlights often look brassy and kind of orange in tone. And so I was so delighted when I got my new pros box because the conditioner that they sent is, it has a slight purple tint to it. If you know, if you're blonde, you know what I'm talking about. And so that just goes to show my last box didn't have purple conditioner and this one does. Pros knows that there's more to you than just your hair type. They have given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started in the first place. Pros analyzed all of these different personal factors and they can pick clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. Every single bottle in my shipment literally has my name printed on the label. That's how you know Pros is truly custom to your hair. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care that you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Custom made to order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off in free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash made for this. That's P-R-O-S E dot com slash made for this for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. And that's why for the last year and a half, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel strong and ready to take on the day. Each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I like to drink mine first thing in the morning, which is recommended for optimal nutrient absorption. So I fill up my shaker bottle bottle with extra cold water, a little bit of ice, and one scoop of AG1. Shake it up and bring it in the car with me on the go. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drinkag1.com slash made for this. Check it out. I think about my husband and one of the stories in the book I talk a lot about is his struggle with depression. And, and one reason I told his story is because I really believed a lot of men would read this book and I wanted them to hear my husband's story. And he was so generous with it and wanted me to tell it, asked me to tell it. And so his story is that he walked through a deep, dark depression, if you haven't heard for over a year of his life. And this was back when Cooper was young. So we probably over 10 years ago. And he's walking through this depression and it was, I mean, it felt hopeless at the time and he felt swallowed up. And I think that's a lot of our fears is that we're just, if we feel it, we're just going to be swallowed up. But he worked through those things and and he learned to feel. I mean, one of the things about my husband is he didn't really feel feelings for so long. And now he's so emotional. He's more emotional than me by a lot. 
And he, it's funny, he had to learn how to do it. We went to counseling together and, and he had to learn how to feel. And, and literally it was like, look at this smiley face chart and what are you feeling? And you've got to just during the day decide like, am I sad? Am I angry? Am I mad? Am I happy? Am I disappointed? What am I feeling? And so he goes through the process of like a toddler learning how to feel as an adult and it all comes out sideways for a while. And it's really a lot of work and he's, He's pretty emotional. And, and then on the other side, is I called him my new husband. He was this tender man who had so much empathy and would weep when he would worship. And I mean, this is a guy that didn't weep when the worst things happened to him. He learned it. He practiced it. He became an emotional being and, and it brought him so much joy. And he said, I remember him saying after that season of his life, he said, gosh, I had no idea what I was missing with God specifically with God because of that. I was so numb and I was so disconnected from my heart and therefore from God and other people. And when my heart woke up, and yeah, sadness, anger, all that came too. But when my heart woke up, I experienced God like I'd never experienced him before. The intimacy with God grew and the intimacy with me grew and the intimacy with our kids. And it's so funny, our kids don't remember him any other way, but how he is now, I mean, he just... He's so tender. He's a lot of times who they go to when something really, really bad happens. And the reason why is because he's so empathetic and he's so gracious and he cries with them. I remember my daughter, she had this notebook of sketches and she's an artist and and my son got into the sketchbook and tore it up when he was a toddler and just ruined her sketchbook. And she couldn't quit crying. And I'm sitting there kind of going like, we need to get over this, which is so mean because it really was a pretty bad situation. But she's just uncontrollably crying, and I'm trying to give her perspective. And then Zach comes in and sees it, and he starts crying. I love that man. He starts crying with her. He just cries with her. And guys, that's the journey we're on. To cry when other people cry is possible. He was a man that never cried, and he learned it. And some of you are thinking, I don't want that. (laughs) No way, Jose. Why Why would I read a book or go on this journey to do that? And I would just say, because everywhere we look, emotional brokenness is everywhere. And if we are going to be those that restore, those that that bring Jesus into the world, we have to be those that are emotionally mature. We cannot just be spiritually mature. We have to be emotionally mature and able, like Jesus did, to meet the woman at the well and to meet her greatest need. We can't just hit them over the head with the Bible and the gospel. We've got to be able to emotionally connect with our kids. We've got to be emotionally able to connect with our friends and our coworkers. We've got to be able to do this because it matters. You know, right now, so interesting. These books have come out and get out of your head and find your people and now untangle your emotions. And and yet what I get interviewed about the most when I'm on calls outside of the book is revival because I've been at the Auburn Baptisms and I've been at Asbury and I've been in all these settings where... Gen Z is like coming back to Jesus. And I'm spending a lot of time. In fact, in the next few weeks, I'll be at several college campuses again, preaching the gospel and praying that many, many people come to Jesus for the first time or come back to Jesus after walking away. And that's my prayer. That's what I live. That's what I'm here for. That's what all of us are here for, by the way, is to make the gospel known. And so a lot of people ask me the question, well, gosh, why not write a book about revival? Why are you writing a book about emotions? And I would say, because that is the greatest place of need. That is it. And you enter the gospel into the greatest place of need. 
And guys, this is where we are. Like this is this is the issue of our day. I mean, there's so many, but but at the underneath all of them is is we're emotionally falling apart. And the church needs to be the best at this. And if you're not a part of the church, you need to know it's possible and that God made you and God made your emotions and God has a plan for them. So we're going to figure out what that is together, wherever you are in your walk with God. We're so glad you're here. And we really believe this is going to be an incredible journey. And I can't wait to go on it with you. It's been a while since we've done a book club and I'm so excited about it. I just want every one of you to do it and to invite your friends to do it with you. So sign up for the book club and here's what you're going to do. You're going to text the word book club to 214-225-6267. We'll start in a few weeks. We're still a few weeks away. We want you to get the book first to be able to read chapter one before we begin. So we'll be telling you lots more in the weeks to come, but we're so grateful you're here on that text stream. We hope you'll tell us what you're learning and what you're feeling and what you're thinking about because we love hearing it. We love reading it all.